Hey Rewinders, the Mixtape Tour is now selling fast in Bansdale, the Forge Theatre and Arts Hub. Saturday the 18th of September 2021. There's only 125 tickets left, so get on the blower and get your tickets. Just announced the wedge in sale Saturday, February the 19th, 2022. Early birds tickets are now on sale, so get yours cheap, cheap. All info on the Planet 80s website, planet80s.com.au. And we'll see you at a show real soon. Bring back live music, bring back the 80s. Woohoo! A few seconds away from switching to the redundant sense sequencer. T minus 27 seconds. We have gone for redundant set sequencer start. T minus 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15, 14, 13. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. guys out there we are here we are back and we're in bloody isolation or we can't go to each other's houses again that's right this is the thing yeah we're not allowed to have guests yet that's you can go right. to a brothel with 99 other people <laughs> but you can't that's have right. one guest yeah you can get your dick sucked at a brothel and someone can video <laughs> it but you can't go to someone's house no, shame, shame and do a podcast. Anyway, Absolutely. I'm Jay Jovi. I'm Sammy Hardon. And this is the 80s montage. And tonight we're looking at MTV. And this is because MTV premiered on August the 1st in 1981. So it's yeah. the 40th year anniversary of MTV. Unbelievable. We thought it was very important to talk about this this week. Well, I kind of remember it happening. I remember it happening and the magic behind it and how excited we were to see another show on TV with music video clips. And in so America in it was cable. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, like, what? how was it shown to us in Australia? Saturday Nights with Richard Wilkins. 
Oh, of course. That's yeah. right. So it was only yeah. a couple of hours but it was still like Sounds was on for about two hours on a Saturday morning. This was a Saturday night show that went for two hours. So we didn't have the channel obviously like America did. Yeah. But we had our own version like I guess they um, subcontracted the whole idea. I don't know what happened. Yeah, Richard would have gone through and sort of picked out the interesting bits, you know. That's right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we didn't know who he was, to be honest with you. No No one had seen him him before. Yeah, yeah. He reminded me of a – yeah. He became like a huge star, didn't he? He became like a pioneer of music in similar to Molly Meldrum, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he um a little bit more straightforward in interviewing than Molly. Molly was a little bit drunker, but he was yeah. if there's such a word. Uh Richard was oh look, he reminded me of a Brian Mannixy kind of a dude, but trying not to be, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. He's but- very good for TV. He's sort of like a good middle ground between music and TV, sort of, yeah. you know. And this would have been his first gig, I reckon. You know, he's really tall. Yeah. He's really tall. He's got a really big head. I met him at the Logies. But, um, a really it was, big was head. It he Channel? does. He does, yeah. Uh, does um, does he uh, – it was, was it on Channel 9? I think it was 10 but I could be wrong. It might be Channel right. 9 actually. It might have been Channel 9. Mm. And not remember. I've mainly looked up. The um, American version. So in America, great. The intro we just played was the intro to the start of the very first show with the sky rocket. Yes, the rocket ship. I should say sky rocket was a big deal. Big deal, and the countdown, and then we had the astronaut with the MTV logo. The MTV logo is very iconic. Like everyone knows what it is. Really clever logo. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the reason I played History Never Repeats because that was by Split Ends, the first two hours of MTV, that was like the 12th song to be played. Now, I think that's that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. For a New Zealand band, and I'm pretty sure that would have been Michael Gadinsky who'd organised that on an American show. You know, that's a big call uh, to get that song on. And... You, you, you start to see how many artists had video clips and, and how many really didn't. Like it's it sort of, you know, you went through your Rod Stewart and your Pat Benatar and Pat Benatar became an overnight success with MTV without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And not many bands had video clips, you know what I mean, that weren't live videos. No, yeah, that's right. It, it was sort of a lot of acts were slow to jump on board with this because, it, yeah, it was new. Suddenly music wasn't just – like music was suddenly like an, a visual medium as well as mm. being a, an audio, you, you know. It, it, there was sort of two two mediums now that, that music was coming across to audiences. And, yeah, a lot of acts was a little bit slow to get on board. But now it's just like – Huge. You, you must. You, you, this, that's what you do, you know. Well, we've mentioned that Video Killed the Radio Star was the first track to be played on MTV ever. Of course, yeah. And that's why people think it is 1980. And it is 1980, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 1981. 
1981. 1981. Yeah, yeah. So Video Killed the Radio Star was the first one by the Buggles, which is an awesome song to start with because it's all about that really. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. It, it sort of rings true. Second song in was You Better Run by Pat Benatar. You better run. Like That's great right, track. of course. Beautiful black and white top on with the black dax, shiny dax, and she had short hair. She was a different looking chick that we were used to with the short hair and she looked great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rod Stewart, I didn't know that track at all. She Won't Dance With Me, that was the third track. They went through a lot of 70s sort of videos as well, but what else could they do? This was a new medium that not many people had sort of put their money on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and, of course, we had a couple of double-ups double in the first two hours where we had a couple of pretenders. We had Brass in Pocket and um, Message of Love by the Pretenders and REO Speedwagon. A lot of American bands that have been around for a long time maybe had um, t- tampered with it. I'm not sure. But yeah. I know that it would have been tricky to get any videos that would have really suited what they were doing, you know? It would have been yeah, what they could get. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Like video clips were sort of, I guess, originally a way of promoting acts to radio stations and stuff so they would get played around the world. You know, there wasn't they, – they may get played on the tail end of a TV show or something like that mm. um, or they'd play like a little, you know, slice of it in a show, in the middle of a show. But, there, you know, there wasn't a lot of sort of – mediums or, or well there wasn't there wasn't sort of shows that were dedicated to just showing off video clips because not a lot of acts were doing it you know no. and there, there's only so much sort of uh, you know filmed live footage that you can show before it just becomes a bit samey you know yeah that's um, right and and so sort of artists were artists were putting story elements into their clips and and um, they they were becoming like short films and everything, you know, and mm. much more innovative and interesting. So uh, MTV became the cradle for all of that stuff, you know, and that big, that huge movement. So very, very important. And videos in those days were shot on film and it was a lot yes. of money, a lot of money God, to yes. make a video. Like you're looking at… Absolutely. Fuck, could be in the millions, you know. It was… Yeah. Depending on the video clip, there was never a cheap because film is always harder to, to to edit and splice up and stuff. And and I think yeah. the people that were in the forefront, like your Rod Stewart's and your Pat Benatar and your Cliff Richards, were were doing that stuff to keep yep. people interested in their act because they were the innovators really in the end. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that's right. I wonder how it all happened really because what do they do? Do they send a letter out to people we're starting this video? Who's got videos that aren't live videos, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it was a it was a really good way of reinventing yourself as well. Like if gotcha. you were having a, a, a sort of a bit of a comeback or if you were having a, a sort of – if you were doing a concept album or something like that, it was a really great way of like flagging that with the audience and, hey, you know, this is all new, this is all different, I'm I'm sort of developing my act, I'm doing something different. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was 40 years on the 1st of August as we said. So we're going to sort of look back at some of our ones we remember 
And yeah, just because it wasn't all tits and feathers, they weren't liked by everyone. That's right. That's it right. It wasn't all tots and tits and feathers. Yeah, exactly. So In it's fact, sort of the, these are sort of iconic MTV moments that we, you know, we can remember and and uh, that really stand out. That's right. And I've I've seen a lot of Twitters that have happened with a lot of the artists that had videos on MTV and some of them aren't happy, you know. They, there oh. might have been a couple of things. I mean, the Jacksons weren't happy because we can talk about that later. But, you know, yeah. it wasn't for the Black Artist MTV. It wasn't fantastic. And it wasn't something that came easy that they even looked at the Black Artists. They kind of just went yeah. with the White Artists. So the first song I wanted to look at, which I – if I mention MTV, I think Billie Jean, Michael Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so here it is. Just reminds me so much of Billie Jean. Oh God, absolutely! I mean, Michael Jackson generally reminds me of MTV. He was like, you know, the king yeah. of pop and the king of MTV. He he really he really saw an opportunity in that medium and absolutely ran with it and ended up dominating it. You know? Yeah, but it wasn't easy. They had to talk them into playing Michael Jackson. MTV gotcha. was not going to go there because he was a person of colour. And the interesting thing, I had a look at Tars Jackson, uh, Jackson the other day. I don't know how it came up but he wrote about MTV and he wrote this on Twitter. He wrote, why does the shady side of me want the official at Michael Jackson account to tweet happy 40th anniversary at MTV, you're welcome. <laughs> How fucking cool is that? Uh, yeah, Get old Tash sticking awesome. it in. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely true. I mean, sort of there, there hadn't been a black artist really crossover. I mean, there was Sammy Davis Jr., of course, who sort of like made it onto American television. Um, it's... You know, and he was he was a song and dance man and so forth. But, uh, you know, a part of his act was, I guess, um, encouraging the piss to be taken out of him a little bit, like, yeah, like in right. his act, because mm. that was less threatening to the white audience if they were allowed to kind of laugh at him a little bit. You know and what I mean? he was also but, very well renowned in the Hollywood sort of area. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But sort of if um, like within kind of 
live music, live shows, cabaret, Vegas and all that kind of thing, he was phenomenal, you know. But to for him to cross over, for Sammy Davis Jr. to cross over to television was quite a big deal. And so um, this was the next time, uh, you know, the, in, in the 80s, Michael Jackson really was the next time for that to happen and on, on a much larger scale than Semi Davis Jr. And then to a certain extent, print, you know, but it was very, very difficult for them. MTV were very reluctant to get it happening, but, I mean, then they were, you know, they were the first to to make it happen, even though it was a slow process. They were the first um, TV medium to start uh, playing black artists and so forth. It, it just – it probably should have happened straight away and it probably should have happened a lot more, you know. But, you know, that's history for you. That's it. But do you think if people weren't buying those records that they would have stuck with that formula? Because I don't reckon oh, they would have. Uh, no, no, they wouldn't have. No, no, mm. no. But how can you deny Michael Jackson? You know what I mean? That's right. So yeah. it was um, – the record, the president of Jackson's record company, CBS, Walter, who first went to MTV and said, we need you to play this video, Billy Jean. Yeah. He'd yeah. had records out before. Michael Jackson was well known. He'd had off the wall. He had, you know, singles out, blah, blah, blah. And MTV were like, ah, oh, hum, ha, ha, yeah, whatever. And it but wasn't he was until. Seen, yeah, he was seen as a quote, unquote, black artist, you know. Yeah, but it's it wasn't like, it, until... It's like a, like a niche market, you know what I mean? And it, he, he wasn't. He wasn't a niche market, you know? No, but they didn't know that because he yeah. sort of... It, it was a racist thing, I think, at the bottom. Oh, the bottom absolutely. Line 100%. Was it was 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I don't even think they cared what Michael was doing because he had Off the Wall and Off the Wall was the biggest fucking album in the world and you're still sitting there going, yeah. oh, well, maybe we will put you on then. You know, yeah. like you've got to have fucking yeah. rocks in your head. It wasn't yeah. until this fucking legend comes along and and questions is the guy. So the guy that was on MTV, Mark Goodman, actually spoke to David Bowie and this is what David Bowie had to say because he wasn't impressed at all with mm. MTV and he said this. I'd like to ask you something. I'm gonna see, you know, all right. Um, it, it occurred to me, having watched MTV over the last few months, um, that it's, it, it's, got, it's a solid enterprise with it and it's got a lot going for it. I'm just floored by the fact that there's so, many so few black artists featured on it. Why is that? I think that we're trying to move in that direction. We want to play artists that seem to be doing music that fits into what we want to play for MTV. There's th the company is thinking in terms of narrow casting. That's evident. Um, it's evident in the fact that the only few black artists that one does see are on about 2.30 in the morning or, on, or to around 6. Very few are featured predominant, no. predominantly during the day. No. That, uh, that's a I'll say that over the last couple of weeks these things have been changing, but it, it's, no, uh, it's a I, slow process. I know. It's, it's funny. I think people have different perceptions. When you wind up watching, let's say you watch an hour or two or even three a day, People somehow come away with different ideas about what we are doing. We don't have any kind of day parting for anything, mm. let alone a black artist day parted out of what, what would be, quote, prime time. Mm. We don't have that. 
because one sees a lot on the on the there's a one black station on uh, television that I keep picking up I'm not sure which station it's on but there's a, there seem to be a lot of black artists making very good videos that I'm surprised aren't used on MTV. Well, of course, also we have to try and do what we think not only New York and Los Angeles will appreciate, but also... There you go. David Bowie. So what's, Still you making know, excuses. What, what's, the, what's Mark Goodman, what's he admitting to at the end there? Is he saying, oh, we can't just do what's... What's done in New York and the big cities? We've, we've, you know, we've got to kind of cater to the lowest common denominator in the rest of America, like the, you know, the 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 racist underbelly, or you know, what, what's he actually admitting to there? He's uh, admitting. Did, did, that he's racist. It, it drives me nuts. Racist, it think. drives me nuts. Yeah, he's he's so defensive in that interview. Because you got like to remember, just saying to Bowie, no, no, that's not. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, and, and, Bowie you know, obviously knows think, what he's talking about. Exactly. People think isn't David Bowie. David Bowie thinks this. You dickhead. You know. Yeah. Because August the first, nineteen eighty one. Okay, so eighty one is when it first starts. Eighty three is when they first play Billy Jean, the first black artist. On MTV, that's a good yeah. two fucking years, man. Fuck yeah, absolutely. And you think of the amazing music that was released in that period that they missed out on showcasing uh, by black artists. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not so good enough. Good on, good on David Bowie. But um, and and I love how well David Bowie handles it. Just oh. so classy. Yep. Just worded so perfectly. He's he's quite non-confrontational, and he's um, he presses the issue. He's not going to take no for an answer. He he presents it quite factually. This is mm. what you're doing. There's no question of it. Why mm. is that? Yeah, you know, very and effective. Very effective. He even accepted the fact that it was a great idea. But why isn't everyone involved? That that was the thing. I mean, I'd be happy for David Bowie to say this is a really good idea, but yeah, yeah. So it was David that spoke out, and then when he did his Sound and Vision and all his albums, and he had his black artists behind him, he did that for that reason because he wanted yeah. more musicians to be in the limelight. Yep, which is perfect. So. The, the, the other one that I wanted to look at and we both love is Madonna in 1984 doing Like a Virgin with the wedding dress on. Fuck yeah. Fucking hell. Here we go. Let's give it a listen.
God, so I love kind, her voice around this period. Yeah. Oh, hello. We watched a video the other night, Maddie and I. He turned on a version of Borderline that he she did in 2005 and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> like she just sang in this jazz version. Like Maddie's like, why is she reinventing a fucking good song? You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it was on. No one's um, interested, you know. And it was like borderline. Feels like I'm no. going to lose my mind. Don't mind it. Sing it fucking yeah. normal. And yeah, I was going yeah. to Maddie, turn it off, turn it off. I'm going to be sick. I love this song, but she cannot sing the shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to say, but this is the time where. MTV had its own music awards. So we've gone to the show and it's been played 24 hours and it's on in Australia and now we're starting to see the best of the best come up and do the MTV music awards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, uh, you know, before there were the Grammys, then there's sort of this rival uh, awards yeah. night for music, the VMAs, you know, and um, they're, they're absolutely massive these days. You still to this day um, wait for the VMAs because you know it's, you know, going to be a real spectacle. That opening act, who's who's it going to be this year? You think of the amazing artists that it's showcased over the years as well and um, this is definitely one of those moments when Madonna uh, was on stage in, in the wedding dress, rolling yeah, around yeah, on stage yeah. in the wedding dress, you know. Yep. Humping the stage with, Humping you know. Humping the stage. Her, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Bouncing up phenomenal. and down on her knees like she was fucking sucking a cock and fucking. And, and she I, was as a child, I it, fucking mate. loved it. I, yeah, Because yeah. this is 1984. I think this... May have been their second music awards. I'm not sure. Right. And yep. Madonna comes out. She's already had the first album. We know what she looks like. We know she's about. But she's come out in this wedding dress and she's rolled around in her undies and the crowd were fucking mortified. Gosh, yeah. Because she don't sort do of, that um, shit. She was a club artist, you know. She had done – this was her act in the clubs which was really raunchy and very, very sexual and suddenly that was on TV, you know, via Madonna. That hadn't really happened, that like ultra-sexual – I mean to a certain extent with I guess Cher and Debbie Harry and and so forth but not like this. Not like this. This was was overt female sexuality, you know. This was the first time – she rolled around on her back ever. She yeah, thought of it yeah. at the time. She went, all right, these people are looking at me. They're not even giving me the time of day. I'm going to get on my knees and bounce up and down. I remember her saying that was just a spare of the moment thing where she just yeah. got on the ground. But for me, I thought it was a – even as a kid, I thought this is fucking brilliant because she's pushing the envelope and I think yeah. this is where it started her career. Because she then learned I can push this envelope and insinuate that I'm sitting on a cock and people will fucking buy the record. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. I can, you know, I can really push things further and push my profile further if I just kind of explore my sexuality just like the men do on stage. Exactly. And it's it's funny, it's sort of, it's such an insight, like how controversial this was at the time, such an insight into how 
conservative things were at this time in the USA. You, you know, you watch this act back, it's really not that bad. And, you, but you know, at the time it was like, oh, she's sort of, you know, she's desecrating the the, the sanctity of marriage. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you know, it, it was seen yeah. as just so immoral what she was doing and it's like, come on, give it a break, you know. Yeah, well, that's right because we'd seen like a virgin the video and the wedding dress and the lion and the whole thing and then she comes yeah. out and does this pantomime version of it that just fucking brings the house down. But yeah, again, MTV always were always tested with these artists and then in the end it was like they fucking made MTV who they were. I don't think it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that was one of my highlights. I was about 14 watching this and I remember the night. Madonna was on the awards. I was so excited. 1984 was an amazing year for the MTV. It really was, awards. yep. Mm. And she gets on her knees and she starts doing this and I think I think I was on my own watching it because I remember thinking, oh, my God, if my dad sees this, he's not going to like it. I'm going to have to switch it off, blah, blah, blah. And I really <laughs> want to see what she does because the marketing – and you could just tell she did it on the spur of the moment. It was yeah. like, you know, when Chrissy Amphlett performs and she does fucking gorilla throws or whatever the fuck, like, you know, she's a gorilla yeah, she at the zoo. It yeah. just fucking yeah. happened, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's the strength in performing and pushing the envelope and, and going, you know what, if you don't like this, fucking look at this, you know. So that was, my, quite- that was my favourite. Quite spontaneous, like interpretive dance in a way. Like you know, it, it's uh, she's just released. She's just throwing herself out there. She's not doing. It's very different, I guess, to the ultra rehearsed, I guess, formation dancing that you would see with Michael Jackson and so forth. Like yeah, you know that performance of Madonna's. It was just quite interpretive. She was just throwing herself out there. That's right, and there I was no it. Debbie. Debbie, what's her name, or, you know, doing the choreography with all the dancers and shit. It was like yeah. a rock and roll version of the American Music Awards. But yeah. um, So the thing that I loved about it, when they turned around and they came around and they thought, yep, black artists are the way to go, Eddie Murphy started uh, hosting the awards. Yes. And he yeah. was hot. He was hot in the 80s. Another, another big crossover artist of the time, you know, That's like he right. was on SNL. Um, everyone loved him from SNL. He was such a success and um, he was really, you know, he was a trailblazer as well for that community. Well, he says that exact thing. He says, I'm an actor and we'll give this a listen, have a listen. It's fucking hilarious. Welcome to Radio City Music Hall and the MTV Video Music Awards, second annual one. I'm the host tonight. My name is Eddie Murphy. For those of you who do not know it, I know... I never saw this place with the lights on. It's a big spot. You know, I wasn't going to host this show. They came to me about six months ago. said, Eddie, host the MTV Awards. And I'm an actor, so my first reaction was, fuck MTV. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like I wasn't going to do this. And then I did a music album that hasn't come out yet. And so now I'm here kissing MTV's ass. So, like most of you. Awesome. <laughs> He's so bold. He's so honest. I love it. I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. Because he did yeah. party all the time, remember? Party all the time. Party yeah. all. So that he would gotcha. have wanted that. But I mean, he's being funny, but he kind of means it as well, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. So this was in 85, wasn't it? Of course. 85, yeah, the second awards, Eddie Murphy. So they really opened up to what was good for them at that stage. Gotcha. Um, I'm sure everyone knows the American, uh, the MTV Music Awards and stuff like that, but it was just so exciting because we saw our artists talk and and get a, an award and it was like sport almost. It was like, you know, the footy where you, you were voting for your favourite artist to win the best music video and stuff like that. And they were all in one room together, you know. Yeah. It was so exciting. You just yeah. desperately wanted to be there and be one of them, you know. That's right. And all of these people were being played on MTV, you know, during yeah. the day. But uh, yeah, I did yeah. I did um, have a look at the 1984 awards where Cindy Lauper wins best video for girls just want to have fun mm. and it's really cute because she's just so witty and funny and it's when rock stars were rock stars you know we had yeah. mysterious mi- mystery happening and 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 Cindy was fantastic so i just wanted to play a little bit of this because this is really good you'd remember this if you were about 40 50 where Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Cindy Lauper gets her one of her awards. She she actually missed out on a lot of awards this night, and this was the one she actually won. Speaking of cheese, who's next? Best female video. Oh, uh, I think I'll set this one up. Here to introduce the award for best female video. Two members of a spectacularly successful musical group, one of the best today, Duran Duran, from Duran Duran, Nick Rhodes and Simon Le Bon. Anyway, here we are to crown the queen of the video screen. Let's see the nominees. Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield. Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper, time after time. Bette Midler, Beast of Burden. Donna Summer, she works hard for the money. The winner is Cindy Lopez. But anyway, thank you very much. I'm glad I got one, Ma. Hey. (laughs) Hey! And girls do want to have fun. And special 
Pardon me, did I say Shodok? Who um produced Such good memories. Wow, God, listen to her. She's sort of she's like She's quite comical, isn't she? Like yeah. her persona at that time was so sort of larger than life, you know? Like she would have she would have been so captivating in this era. And 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 she's sort of like a punk or a bohemian Betty Boop, you know what I mean? Boop boop be doo. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, she's yeah, sort yeah. of you know, she's comical in that way. She's sort of animated, you know, mm. like incredible, incredible, so compelling. And you really forget how big she was. Like in that, Huge. that they, she had two songs in that. So she had Time After yeah. Time and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And remembering that the Hooters were the ones that produced that record and, and she really yeah. didn't have a band. She'd just come out and she had so much experience and she wasn't that young. She was about 30-something. No, right. And yeah. the fact that um, Duran Duran were giving out the awards, it was just Fucking magical as a kid. You were like, wow. Yeah. And everyone That's took right. pride in their appearance. They wanted to dress up and and basically be a rock star, you know. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, really pushed that. Interesting, uh, you know, she had the two, nomina- uh, two nominations in that category uh, and with Bette Midler. And our old friend Donna Summer, Sammy. Yeah, love. I love she works hard for the money. 1984 yeah. would have to be one of my favourite. Anything below 1985, I fucking love music. Yeah, you know? yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, just as we, we we looked at, this is one of the videos we're going to look at in uh, a couple of shows' time when we talk about dance wars or dance <laughs> routine where they, yeah, there's Fuck a show. Yes. And Love is a Battlefield is one of the videos I want to look at because she has a dance war with the guy at the bar who's a pimp. Let's make sure we're in the room together. Yeah, that's that. going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can't I know. wait. So it's like dance battles of the 80s, like video clips and, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Love is a Battlefield and her looking at that guy and shimmying her fucking way up to his face, you know. Years ago, uh, so Sammy that'll and I be a great show. <laughs> I love it. Years ago, Sammy and I used to do this gig together in Brunswick, and and um, uh, afterwards we could drink whatever we liked, and so we used to hang around for fucking hours and yeah. get written off. Yeah, and um, if we Sammy used already. to. Yeah, yeah. They would, um, you know, the DJ would just, you know, play 80s and stuff after we'd come off and Sammy, like, song after. We had our own little lounge area and um, Sammy, song after song after song, would would basically sort of act out and, like, dance out all of the routines <laughs> from the film clips and we'd be fucking howling with laughter, like... So fucking funny. Contemporary So much fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's it. Awesome. I mean, I love that video clip with Pat Benatar, like. Yeah. Because she sort of played a prostitute. She'd left home. She had a fight with the parents. She sort of wrote letters to the little brother and, and she ends up, you know, working for this pimp as a fucking hooker. And people don't get that. What's the video? That's what the video is about. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a dance routine. She is a fucking hooker. She's learning how to live by being a prostitute. It was a fucking That's very right. good video. Yeah. Really clever. And something I 
It used to scare the shit out of me as a kid and I thought, oh, my God, is that what's going to happen if I leave home, oh, you know? Yeah, well, I have to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd <laughs> say. And the same guy that was at the bar with her was in Beat It, Michael Jackson. So he oh, was yeah, like right. the same guy with the gold teeth. Oh, fuck yeah, 100%. Yeah, same dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to fucking, he used to scare me as well because every time I saw him yeah. in a music video I'd be like, oh. There's a guy. Yeah, oh, you know, he's doing something. But he again. was a big, yeah. he was a big sort of dude for the dance wars. Yeah. That's know? right. Yeah, he was yeah, huge. Exactly. So that was Cindy Lauper again. Was a huge MTV star, and it's all the ones you assume, isn't it? Really. What's that? Well, it's like your Madonnas, your your Cindy Lauper, you you know, your George Michael. It's everyone you assume that was big. Of course, yeah. MTV helped them with their career, but oh, for sure, it just gave them a different medium of uh, looking for things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to pick a video that you think of that reminds you of MTV, what would it be? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Regrettably, it's um, you know, apart from something that Michael Jackson. Anything that Michael Jackson did, it would be um, Dire Straits' "Money for Nothing" because it was the first time that animation was used in a in a film clip. Because they um, they submitted something to MTV. I think I think this is how the story goes. They submitted something to MTV. I think MTV said no because they didn't think it was interesting enough, and so Dire Straits went away and added this kind of animation sequence and like as a kid I absolutely loved it. You know, I absolutely loved it and and therefore really connected to the song as well. You know, I didn't realise what monumental knobs Dire Straits were as a kid um, and why. But um, yeah, very, yeah, very memorable. I, it really, it really sort of, that was the first time I was aware of, the ability of a film clip yep. to take the song even further. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it sort of gives it a second burst. It gives it a a, a, um, a second run. And and Dire Straits were having a go at the whole MTV institution because yeah. obviously they were super ugly. Let's not fucking pull punches <laughs> Let's not here. beat around the bush. Yeah, let's yeah. not beat around the bush. And it, it talks about that, but let's just have a listen to that song because that's the song that reminds me a lot of MTV as well. Oh, great.
way you do it You play the guitar on the MTV That ain't working, that's the way you do it Money for nothing and your chicks for free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it I just want to strangle him with your fucking guitar sound. I hate it. Mm, yeah. So oh, with, for for the for the guitar the, the guitar sound. You want to scra- strangle the sound. him? Sound. Oh, I want to strangle him because of like his voice. An old man sitting on a porch with a fucking couple of fucking. Yeah, it's know. like an a like it's an really electric shit. sort of electric banjo kind of a vibe, isn't it? I, have no I do idea. like I do like the line of the riff though, and I, I yeah, 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 I, yeah. I kind of. I listen to that and I think, um, I mean, that intro is quite indulgent. It it works. It does work. It's fucking long. Um, well, I think that was a longer version. I think that might have been the album version. I think that was it, babe. I really? think that was uh, they. They used to fade it in on radio, but but okay. um, it was long. Like it was long like that. They were they were kind of. Building it up like it was the best song ever fucking written, you know. Um, <laughs> That's true. I, I can't stand his voice. I want to fucking punch him yeah. in the head. And then, yeah. and then when I see him in the in the film clip, I I really do want to punch him yeah. in the head. You know, he's like John McEnroe with yes. a fucking. Fucking what's headband. going on here with a headband? And that's obviously Sting in the BVs. Sting, of course, your fucking mate. That's so, the way you do yeah. it. And he does, I yeah. want my, because that's a pretty solid vocal. And Is then that it comes, Sting singing that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Jesus. not what's so his he, name. So he gives Sting the sort of opening vocal. Jesus. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sting was mm. um, the main sort of vocal in that. But yeah, it does, right. re- I mean, look, it would be a great opener for any show really, any 80s show. There's no doubt about it. But do you want to fucking go that far? You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just it, look. It's just out. that vocal. It's just that vocal. <laughs> it's like a douchebag voice or something. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, man, that ain't working. Shut the. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah. I yeah, won't. I never I liked it as a kid. And the video <laughs> clip. There, there was a good. There was a cute guy. The little um, guy with the earring and the makeup. He was hot as hot. Right. I put him in the video. I loved him. And yeah, of course yeah. they aren't the words, but I won't repeat the words. And um, <laughs> I just thought, oh, at least they've got a cute guy in the video, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the rest was just shit. He would have been against those lyrics, the cute guy, sh- you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or he would have got paid a fortune maybe, well, we hope. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the fact is it was about MTV and how much – they think used to sell the music, you know, and yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it was number one for a long time, that track. Yeah, gotcha. Never yeah, turned was, people off watching videos though, never did. It was very popular. Did, did um, what was their other big song, Dire Straits? Oh, they had heaps, babe. They had fucking albums. They had Brothers in Arms was their biggest album, fucking one of the best albums in the world. You know, like it had yeah, yeah. Twisting by the Pool. Do, 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 oh, Twisting by, by the Pool, that's do, right. Do, 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 that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Brothers in Arms was another track which was sort of yeah. like a, a slow song about war, I think. And right. look, they had a million fucking records, absolutely. Yeah. And they yeah. were fucking huge. They were huge. 
Without I must a doubt. have missed the memo, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I just ignored the memo, but I did see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I didn't read so it. So yeah. MTV then started doing premiere parties, and right. the premiere party that's my favourite of all <laughs> MTV was the Purple Rain premiere party. Oh yes, yes, it's fucking brilliant. And I gotcha. think when you get the Purple Rain on DVD, which its anniversary was the other day as well, because I think that's oh, August that's right. or July the 27th, Purple Rain. Yeah. And everyone was going on about that. But we will have to do Purple Rain at some stage in this show down on the, the track. Film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they had a Purple Rain <laughs> premiere party for Prince and Prince was, I think it was at, the theatre in, in uh, Hollywood. What's the big one, the Chinese one? Chinese, uh, man's Chinese theatre. Yeah, something like that. And obviously fucking the guy from MTV is there. Now you can get this on the DVD of Purple Rain. I think it's an extra. But Maddie right. and I have sat there some nights and pissed ourselves laughing <laughs> over Little Richard at the premiere. Have you seen this? <laughs> I I have years ago. I haven't watched it for yeah, ages. Yeah, so they interview this all these guests and um, little Richard might be off his tits a little bit and he's very religious and Mark Goodman is the guy from the American MTV Network and he sort of interviews the guy and he comes up with the biggest load of crap but it is fucking hilarious and we'll give it a listen to him now. Live coverage from the Palace in Hollywood continues. Celebration for Purple Rain. I have three amazing artists here with me. Eddie Murphy, Sheila E, Little Richard. All these people have just come from the film. Why don't I start with you? How did you feel about it? Did you like it? Well, what I felt about it is, you know, um, Prince is, uh, what I felt about it, Prince is an old friend of mine. And I really, he's me in this generation, you know. Uh, I, he's me for looks, you know that though. Michael Jackson is me, uh, uh, the Beatles was me, all of them are me, you know that. And so I had, a, I had this Bible made, especially for Prince, and put his name on the bottom of it. I wanted to give him this lovely Bible and this beautiful book called Steps to Christ. Let him know that God cares for him and God loves him. And God gave him that wonderful musical gift. Thank you, the one and only Little Richard. Sheila. Yeah. Okay. Sheila, thank you very much. Mr. Murphy. Eddie, you just saw the film too, right? Yes. You want to you tell us what you thought about it? Well, I feel that Prince is me in this generation. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, you should ask someone that has a non-biased opinion because I'm a Prince groupie. And Prince would come stand like this for two hours and I'll go, yes! So you should uh, ask someone else. I love the movie. I think it's unbelievable. I think the man's a genius. You're, you're a James Brown fan too, aren't you? Well, James Brown is me in this generation. Right? <laughs> have you have you uh, worked a, a Prince uh, impersonation into your act yet? Uh, <laughs> How great is he? Eddie can just so sort of uh, non-confrontationally take the piss. Oh. You know what I mean? 
This is why I think he's so popular with Australians is we take the piss relentlessly. We need to do it on a cultural level, you know. And and, um, Aussies love Eddie Murphy and I reckon that's the key to it, you know. It's so funny. And as Aussies, we're not afraid to embarrass the person that they're talking about either. <laughs> yeah, like because yeah, he right. would be standing there, little Richard, but little Richard's <laughs> yeah. as high as a fucking kite, and he'd be going, and and you know, Eddie Murphy is taking the fucking Mickey out of Richard in front yeah. of him, and yeah, that's right. he it would have gone over his head. Totally yeah, over yeah. his head. It would have been like, yeah. oh, well, everyone thinks they're like me, you know. <laughs> but fucking Maddie and I have sat there and laughed for hours about that oh, shit, right? I'm obsessed with Little Richard. I, I just, I, it just makes me laugh so much. I just love the thought of him. And I, I just think it's so funny that he was sort of a, a very deeply religious man, you know, uh, at least sort of publicly. And... Mm. Uh, but like completely lacking in humility. <laughs> like I just, totally. just say, uh, you know, Prince is me, Michael Jackson is me. You know that. Yeah, you, you know, know that. that. Everyone like, like knows that. A, like yeah. it's a fact. I know? don't like, know that. 13-year-old yeah. me that's watching oh. this old cunt on TV yeah. doesn't know oh. what he's talking about because he hasn't <laughs> yeah, even been on MTV, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> you may look great for your age but we don't know who the fuck you are, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 and exactly. I remember thinking because that was televised in Australia, I'm pretty sure, that actual – because Purple Rain was one of the first huge MTV premieres and I think they did – Bedroom, like later on down the track they did a lot of artists, like they did bedroom stories by Madonna and had a party for her. And yeah, blah, blah, that's right. Blah, blah, blah. So they spent a lot of money. But the people walking in to this show to see the movie were fucking immaculate. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you hear yeah. Shillery pissing herself laughing at Eddie Murphy going, well, I think he's the new me, you know. Like it's great comedy. Who does he say? Who who else does he say is him? He um, says, he says uh, Prince Brad, is what's me, his, but then he goes. Uh, he says, "Who's James Brown?" Oh, James Brown's me in this generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just so great, you know. And it's just absolutely taking the piss out of the guy that he's still standing next to. Eddie would have heard it and just thought, mate, that is so fucking yeah, whack. Yeah, you just copied me. Oh, my me. God. Yeah. You would that's have loved thing. to have been there that night. It would oh. have been incredible. Well, that's right because Wendy and Lisa were interviewed and yes. they showed parts of the movie and and uh, it was just the fashion and the style. And Can and you imagine the after party? It would have been phenomenal. Oh, man, Unbelievable. Prince walks in in his, you know, purple trench coat with his, you know, bouncer and just incredible. So they I sort of started branching out. think of different times throughout history, like, you know, in what decade and where would I have liked to have been, you know, like if, if I was to go back to a certain decade, where in the world I would like to have been at that time. And I think of like, say... I think of, say, like the 60s in San Francisco, the 70s in New York, but the 80s in LA would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Just yeah. so excessive and uh, just incredible. It would, would have been incredible. Absolutely. 
So the music, the MT Music Music Awards had different um, categories, which I just want to run through to finish. So it was sort of like Video of the Year. So in 1984, Video of the Year was The Cars, you might think, which is the one with the little blowfly in it, I think. I think Where is a Blowfly. You okay. might think I'm crazy where he lands on the girl's nose. Is that that video? Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's quite a cute video. Herbie mm. Hancock, Rocket, got up there. Michael Jackson's Thriller was in there. Yes. Cindy Lauper Girls just want to. The Police, Every Breath You Take. Now, the male video that won in 1984 was China Girl by David Bowie and that won against Thriller Rocket and All Night Long and Uptown Girl. So that's fucking hardcore. So you've got David Bowie who's been a real bitch to MTV and gone get your fucking shit together to best male video. Like perfect, isn't it really? It's like karma at its best. Best group video. Now ZZ Top was up against Van Halen's Jump and their own other video, Sharp Dressed Man, and they'd won with legs. Just want to send condolences out to ZZ Top fans as we've lost their lead singer this week. Oh, which fuck, is horrible. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's. Oh, Christ. He did his last gig and fell. I think he died in his sleep. Oh, yeah. fuck. So, he's so he did gone, a gig so and then died that night. Oh, I don't know if it was that night, but uh, Dusty Hill. So Dusty Hill was still performing up until his death, but he didn't look great. We had a look at the last sort of concert. He didn't look great. Uh, And he died sudden death at 72. So that's kind of the end of them because what are they going to do? They've lost their bass player and their singer. They'll have to get Axl Rose. (laughs) They'll have to get fucking... Because he looks like um, them now. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. So condolences to all our ZZ Top fans, and we I didn't we know do that. sharp that's dress man, sad. and we love it. Yeah, very sad. Couple mm. of uh, uh, things people have have died this week, which is a bit sad. Now, um, so there was also best cinematography in a video, uh, which was won by. I can't even remember, but Viewer's Choice was Thriller by Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson won the Viewer's Choice, which was awesome. So it was all about music video, but we thought we would just mention it and touch on it just because we're an 80s show and we should really celebrate 40 years because it's been 40 years since 1981. It's fucking weird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, amazing when you think about it. And look, the the legacy of MTC, uh, MTC, MTV <laughs> continues, and and you know there were phenomenal, epic moments in the nineties and the noughties and onwards. So, you know, it it was, it's it's an incredible movement for music and an incredible sort of turning point. Very very important. Some say, some say actually, you know, there are some within the industry that say MTV ruined the music industry, you yeah, know, right. because it by by making music visual as well. But mm. I mean, um, you know, look at the incredible artistry that that yeah. came out in in especially in this in this first decade of music. Absolutely videos. amazing, yeah. No, Fantastic. I'm I'm wrapped that it happened, but. 
that's pretty much our show, baby. I think that was awesome. And just go. touching on MTV and just what our sort of memories are of that show. Yeah, some really funny moments. There's some great clips out there as well. Um, yeah, yeah, really fantastic. Go through and have a look. There's some some awesome material in our notes. You can check out the clips uh, and lots more stuff on, on YouTube. You can sort of go into a little bit of a rabbit hole, MTV in the 80s. There you go, the 80s montage. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, have we got any gig guide or have they all fucking been cancelled? Well, we have had a couple of our corporate gigs rescheduled. It's a fucking nightmare, but that's the music industry at the moment. But um, I'll tell you what will be happening and it fucking will be happening is Bandsdale on the 18th of September and that's selling that's right. really well. That's going to be exciting. It will be a sit-down gig, but, guys, this is the safest option we have to keep working and yeah. you're still going to love it and I think we've got 125 tickets left. Right. At the moment, so it may open up to another 79, but mm-hmm. at the moment we're at 75% capacity. Great. And I'm excited about that gig because it's the theatre, it's a great venue, the lighting show, we're br- taking our own sound guys in and our own crew and it's just mm. going to be brilliant. And we've also got the Capital Theatre in, oh, Bendigo, yeah, on yes, the 23rd of, course, of October. Yeah, that's right. Which is already yeah, right. selling well as well. And we're hoping to do two mm. shows there. So, yeah. But, like, this is why we need patrons to jump on board because we're not getting many gigs that we can't cancel at the moment except for the theatres. Right. Yeah, so you can help yeah. us out by becoming a patron and you giving can. us a dollar a month, mate. Could you imagine if a thousand people around the world gave us a dollar a month? Just a dollar to keep, you know, keep all the lights on and keep us moving along. Exactly. Absolutely. To That would be fantastic. And it's patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. And you can just join for a dollar a month and people, it'll go towards stuff that we need to sort of do for the show. Yeah. And we'd yeah. appreciate we've got, it. We've got many, many listeners, you know, who subscribe Week after week, who we really appreciate. We think that's fantastic. If you wanted to, you know, support the show, if you love the show and you wanted to take it just that little step further, dollar a month, guys, and it helps us monumentally, you know. Really, really appreciated uh, the, you know, the people who have already come on board, of course. And a big hello to you all out there. Love yous. Can I have it? Can I just shout out to the Chadston area in Melbourne? You can. They are our biggest listeners. It's a hot area for the 80s montage. I'm not sure whether it's because I grew up in Chadston and my parents are listening, but everyone, we've got so many people listening in Chatty. Good on you, Chatty. I used to hang out at the Chatty Shopping Centre and smoke menthol cigarettes and buy shit from Portland. Yeah, I used to work just next to Chatty and I used to go to Chatty quite a bit. I remember uh, that bastard from um, Young Talent Time used to work in the shoe shop. Remember I've told this story before, Joey? Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, He used to work in there and I used to grease him off because I I fucking – he used to love um, Juanita Coco and I was – they. I'm sure they went out together and I hated him because of it. Fucking ridiculous. Because yeah, you must have been young. Yeah, very young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. so there you go. There's our show, guys. Good on you. Absolutely. If you 
do love the show. Get your friends on board. Get them listening, guys. Please like, share, rate, and review the show. Give us five stars if you can. Write a little comment in the comment section. Become a subscriber and follow us on whatever platform you can. Really, really helpful. And jump on as a subscriber. That's the most helpful thing you can do. Good on you guys. We love you. Send send us a letter and we'll read it out. We're not, you know, we'd love to. And we've said dick pics, photos of your tits, dick anything pics, like that. Dick pics, that's right. Yeah, that will God. really give us a thrill. Thank you for that. <laughs> and, you know, other people yes. get offended. I don't understand that. Send, it, yeah, right. send them to us. <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> oh, you great. Can have oh, yeah. them. All right, Thank honey. Thank you. I was hoping for that. Guaranteed. Awesome. Awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good on you guys. Hope you're all well. 40 years of MTV going strong. We love yous all out there. This is the 80s montage. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal.